Hello, Rethink Retail listeners. Today's episode is hosted by the incredible Carol Speakerman. Carol is an expert on global retail trajectories and transmedia brand platforms. She's also an author and a contributor to leading media outlets such as NPR, Reuters, and Forbes, as well as our very own Rethink Retail Advisor and the host of the Speakerman Speaks Retail podcast. In this episode, Carol sat down with Symbi Robotics CEO Brad Bagolia to discuss what's ahead for retail robotics. And if you enjoy this episode, please let us know by subscribing to our channel and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Retail Rundown. I'm Carol Speakerman, today's guest host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Brad Begolia. Brad is the CEO of Symbi Robotics, which is the company behind Tally, that adorable inventory counting robot that you might have seen strolling down the aisles of a grocery store near you. So thanks for being with us here today, Brad. Carol, it's such a pleasure, and thanks for having me. It's great to speak with you, and I think it's great timing because, as we all know, 2020 has been transformative, but also very disruptive. And as part of that, retailers are absolutely looking to technology and automation to address all kinds of new challenges, but also new opportunities. And I think this is particularly true in the brick and mortar space. But of course, depending on who you ask, automation is either really awesome or really scary. And at the end of the day, though, I think that retailers you know, no. And I think retail is always going to be about that balance between art and science. And so I think there's always going to be room for both. But I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you see as the role of automation going into 2021 and more specifically the role of robotics? Yes, absolutely. As we all have seen, the, the pandemic has really been uncharted territory for, you know, kind of retailers across the globe. And it's really caused them to sort of not only rethink their supply chain, technology, sort of workforce management, merchandising and assortment strategies, but, you know, really how they manage their overall business. And, you know, a topic we see coming up time and time again is how can retailers, especially with sort of a margin constrained business, better leverage technology like automation or sort of AI to help address these challenges. You know, with the COVID-19 pandemic in particular, we all saw the scary pictures of what was happening to grocery store shelves and the stress sort of across the supply chain. Technology like Tally, our robotic solution, you know, really has the opportunity to increase greater visibility about what's happening at these physical stores and gain digital insights they've never seen before or really been possible. So we think most retailers are looking at ways to, you know, improve their overall workflow through technology and better data. However, the litmus test there is what is the overall sort of business case and customer experience related to that technology? And that's where we see a lot of retailers focusing today. Some of the other big drivers we're seeing is really consumer behavior is changing. You know, we've seen how much online grocery has increased over the last year. And with the instant gratification that shoppers want, it's presenting the heightened need for more accurate inventory data across these environments and empowering third-party partners like Instacart or DoorDash or Shipt with this type of information. And this is a critical area where shelf auditing and analytics robots can really help stores adapt to this type of changing landscape. 
And some of the other topics that are starting to come up, especially with sort of a change of administration, is increased labor cost across the environment. And, you know, what stress that might have on the retailer's overall sort of bottom line. So we really see automation as a power tool that can help enable these retailers to extract more efficiency out of their environment. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned visibility. I think that's such a key word. Inventory visibility is just sort of a baseline hope for a lot of retailers these days because that inventory resides in so many different places. And you also talked about making the business case. So with all of these dynamics, all of these challenges happening and with retailers seeking solutions, are you finding that they're reluctant to embrace robotics when you are making that business case? Do you have to do a hard sell on them? Are they really gung-ho about it? We've really seen a a massive amount of interest across this space. But what I would say is we have a deep appreciation for what all of these retailers are managing from a day-to-day perspective. It's been inspirational to be on the sidelines and see how much their business has had to adapt or sort of change over the last year. So we really look at ourselves as a partner to help retailers think through implementing this type of technology and how it can transform their business. So in general, you're seeing them being quite receptive. Quite receptive. And, you know, as we all know, going to our local neighborhood grocery store, there's not a lot that has physically changed since the cash register or the barcode. So there are a lot of questions up front about, you know, what does it take to sort of operationalize this type of technology? But what retailers quickly find is it's actually not that scary. And you can measure return in the matter of days with the way this type of modern machine learning and artificial intelligence technology works. Well, at the same time, though, it seems that we have even just recently seen some advancing and then some retreating on the part of retailers. You know, you've got Walmart, for example, stepping out into robotics with Bossa Nova and then retreating from that strategy. I think their version of the story is that They found that human workers could perform about the same amount of work just as easily. And also there were some concerns about how shoppers were reacting to robots being in the shopping environment. So what's your take on this? I mean, obviously you're biased, you know, on the robotic side, that's your business. But how do you think humans, whether those humans are store associates or shoppers, how can they exist harmoniously with robots in stores? and do so without compromising the customer experience? Absolutely. And that's a a really great question. In general, we don't believe that this project being scrapped at, at sort of Walmart is an indication of the broader market need or opportunity. Actually, as part of Q3 and Q4 last year, we saw our largest expansion as a business, really in the heart of the pandemic. But you hit on some really important key items where this isn't really about the robot at the end of the day. It's really, are you capturing the right insights? And today we capture insights really outside of inventory and sort of out of stock related information as well. So looking at things like pricing and promotion, understand product location in the environment. So we really see a suite of capabilities that need to be operationalized in this environment to makes sense for the retailer. But the other piece you hit on is really the importance of thoughtful design in the overall customer experience. Most of what shoppers know about robotics is what they've seen in the movies, or they have <laughs> a, you know, a robot vacuum cleaner at home. So bringing this type of technology to a place that people frequent every week, 
you need to take a thoughtful approach and not only introducing that technology to the environment, but also how it operates. So how do you blend seamlessly alongside shoppers and employees, not get in their way, have a slim, narrow, intuitive design, not the big, scary robot? And these are some of the ways that we've kind of differentiated ourselves in the market, both from a capability and user experience perspective. You know, the other approach we've taken as a business is the eye on the prize for us has not been the Amazons or the Walmarts of the world. It has been helping every other retailer in the market really operationalize this technology and transform their business to sort of better compete. So it sounds like you're thinking all of that through from a retailer perspective. You're not just trying to juxtapose your robots in these environments and sort of dare them to succeed. Exactly. Well, speaking of expansion, you talked about your expansion. I think you have some really exciting news that's come up. Uh, Not only have you announced a new version of Tally. I believe it's Tally 3.0. But also you've expanded with Schnucks Markets. Now you're in over half of their stores. First of all, congratulations on the expansion. And what can you tell me about Tally 3.0? What are the differences? What are the upgrades? And what was all of that based on? Yeah, absolutely. If we talk first about some of the exciting ways that retailers like Schnucks are using this platform and the value that they've actually received, we have found that automation solutions like Tally find typically five to 15 times more out-on-shelf scenarios than store teams would Wow! um, over sort of the same period in the various blind studies that we've done. So, you know, a massive amount of opportunity. Now, of course, not all of those out-of-stocks are controllable, but we see in many of environments that 20 to 50% of them can be. So as we've begun to operationalize this and you know, more than half of Schnuck stores and a number of other retailers, the insights we've seen across our customer base is a pretty immediate you know, 20 to 30% reduction in the out-on-shelves that actually exist. So that's the store teams or the direct-to-store delivery vendors being able to take more timely action associated this data to create a better customer experience. Some of the other key areas have been evaluating pricing and promotional execution across the environment. And what was very surprising coming into this space was, you know, it's not unusual for us to go into a store where 3 to 10% of the price or promotional tags are not properly executed. And, you know, retailers have very precise financials around the way they expect their promotions to work and the margin lift that they should receive. So if these types of promotions are not being executed well at the store level, there's a massive opportunity with this type of technology. In addition, as we talked about having the up-to-date product location and availability information to really empower an ecosystem of partners, whether that's the e-com vendors, the direct-to-store delivery vendors, you know, warehouse brands like the Unilevers and Procter Gambles of the world that want to look deeper at category management. But this is some of the overarching value. Now, if we take it back to what's new in sort of our latest platform, late last year, we announced our third-generation platform, Tally 3.0. And this was really built on four or five years of key learning in this space. Much like you get a new phone or PC sort of every two years, we want to ensure we're putting the latest sensing and compute technology in Tally to extract as much value within these retail environments as we can. So some of the key pieces about Tally 3.0 were latest and greatest sort of optical system. And how do we best deconstruct optimal value from 
all areas of the stores, you know, freezers or coolers, produce, a number of other environments, as well as really focusing on how do we best scale our manufacturing capabilities to support the global need and interest we see around this product. So how do we best put the company in a position to rapidly build thousands of these types of units. Wow, that's quite a feat, you know, the constant iteration combined with trying to scale it up, having to strike a delicate balance. But we've talked a lot about grocery, and obviously you've had quite a bit of success there. And grocery is critical to retailers. It drives traffic, even if you're not just a dedicated grocery store. You know, it's a lower margin category, but again, of course, it accomplishes a lot for a lot of different retailers. But are your robotic solutions geared toward other categories as well, discretionary categories, apparel, things like that? Or is it primarily a grocery solution? We do work outside of grocery as well. So Tally itself actually has two different sensing modalities. So computer vision, which works incredibly well for the fast-moving consumer goods environments of drugstores, grocery stores, mass market, hypermarket that, that we've been discussing. But we also have RFID reading capabilities where RFID has become much more common in some of these higher value retail environments, whether it's apparel, sporting goods, home decor, et cetera. So today we have partnerships with folks like Decathlon, the world's largest sporting goods retailer. Today, all the products within a Decathlon store are tagged with RFID. So Tally takes precise store-wide inventory counts for them on a daily basis. And that data is incredibly helpful for them for, you know, supply chain planning, understand, you know, did what we intended to go to the store actually made it to the store, addressing areas like shrink or goods that may be lost, damaged, stolen, or misplaced. And as well as many of these physical retailers drive a deeper e-com strategy out of their physical store, there has been a greater focus on inventory accuracy than ever before. Because if folks are ordering things online and want to be able to pick it up at the curb or have it shipped quickly, you want to ensure what you're advertising to the customer online is really within the environment. So because of that, we've seen you know, a heightened interest in non-grocery retailers in this type of technology as well. Well, that's great. It sounds like you can flex the capabilities to meet those different challenges in those different environments. You've talked about some of the data that Tally gathers, but when you look at this disruption that we talked about in the introduction and just the fact that there have been these massive, unpredictable demand surges, there's been panic buying, particularly in a lot of those staples, categories, and grocery. How does Tally help mitigate that and help retailers manage these really unpredictable surges, particularly when historic data isn't necessarily going to prepare them for what's coming? Absolutely. We had some really great case studies throughout the pandemic of ways Tally can best assist in these environments. So one is most of these grocers depend on a perpetual inventory auto-replenishment sort of type system. For auto-replenishment to sort of work well, having accurate inventory data or understanding what is on the shelf is absolutely paramount. And what we saw in the early surge in panic buying phases of the pandemic is there was no product on shelf, no product in the back room, but there was distortion in the inventory system that actually said, well, we think products in store. So the way retailers leveraged our solution was to help to sort of zero out these types of scenarios rapidly to help ensure product gets back on the shelf as quickly as possible. So this accountability around what is the true balance on hand and what are the store teams actually doing 
did they get what they wanted to sort of on the shelf or, or what they were expected to. The other pieces that we've done a lot of work around is, is really helping to kind of put these stores back together or keeping up with the changing assortments. So there have been heavy constraints on the manufacturers. You know, instead of 80 varieties of toilet paper in stores, you might only have 30 because of supply chain related issues, but you want to take advantage of all of your shelf space. That is fundamentally changing the planogram and the way the store was originally intended. So one of the advantages of Tally is Tally is able to note any of these changes in merchandising that is happening within these environments and report these back at corporate level. And that data can be used in a number of different ways. One, if you have third parties servicing online orders, you're going to want them to know if product is out on shelf in a primary location, is it actually available in a secondary location somewhere to make sure you get that sale? And in addition, we saw some of these categories be decimated so deeply the store teams really needed a blueprint to actually put the shelves back together. And Tally's data was incredibly helpful to do that because these planograms and assortments were changing so much. The last piece I would mention is the store teams that we work with today have really embraced Tally. You know, automation or sort of robotics, the term can sort of be scary, as you mentioned in the beginning. But once the store teams have experience with the product and understand its value, they really view it as a power tool, much like their handheld scanner is a power tool to them and allows them to work more efficiently, or a, or a drill is a power tool to a carpenter. They understand that Tally can help take some of the mundane and monotonous tasks of doing shelf audits off their plates, allowing them to focus on higher order and higher value tasks such as restocking backroom pools, servicing customers directly, or picking online grocery orders. So these are some of the ways that we've actually seen retailers leverage this type of technology firsthand throughout the pandemic. Well, that's a great synopsis because it sounds like you're getting that store team buy-in because to your point, they see it as a tool. And then to me, that mitigates that conversation around this is a replacement for people-powered processes. It's more of an enhancement. And once you get that store team buy-in, then everything else sort of follows and, and the corporate teams get on board and uh, it becomes a really powerful tool. So yeah, that's really exciting to hear what you guys are up to. And I look forward to following your progress and your expansion. Again, congratulations on that. And thank you so much for joining the rundown today to talk about the power of robotics, where automation is going next. And I'll ask you, Brad, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your solutions? Absolutely, Carol. We would encourage them to reach out to us directly on our website. So if they visit simirobotics.com or just simply Google Simbi, they will find us. And we have a number of tools that they can reach out to us directly on online. And, you know, I'd love to connect with individuals directly as well. Of course, love to hear more about the various challenges retailers are experiencing and engage in a thoughtful dialogue on how technology like computer vision, robotics, AI, or RFID may support some of their initiatives. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brad. And I look forward to following all of that and checking it out. So thank you for joining us today for the Retail Rundown. I'm Carol Speakerman. It's been a pleasure hosting the show today and I look forward to next time. You've been listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. 
For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at media at rethink.industries. You can help support our team at Rethink Retail by dropping us a rating and review on your iTunes podcast app. To each and every one of you, thanks so much for tuning in. Retail never sleeps. See you next week. Thank you.